This is Sandcast Beach Volleyball with Triborn and Travis Muerder, brought to you as always by our sponsors at VolleyballMag.com. I'm on time today. Booyah. <laughs> and I'm doing the intro again. Try, you took care of the last two intros. Yeah, a little shaky. I didn't hit it with the aloha, but that's your signature that's right. touch, so you I can't do, take it. Do your Maryland signature <laughs> <Yeah>. touch. <laughs> uh, we have a wonderful guest on the podcast today. We have Miss Nicolette Martin, another USC Trojan. Oh, yeah. How we doing? Mm-hmm. Great. Awesome. Thanks yeah. so much for having me here, you guys. You all recovered from Seattle? Uh, yeah, body's getting there, but uh, clearly my voice is still gone <laughs> from all the cheering. So, yeah, just trying to get yeah, that back. You, I loved watching you and Allie play just because it's, it's fun to watch people who are really passionate about the game. And you and Allie, like, you just look like you have a ton of fun. Yeah. playing volleyball together. And I know that you guys played at USC for, what, three years mm-hmm, together? Mm-hmm, and yeah. then got the team back together for Seattle. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it just looks like you guys have a blast playing together, which makes it fun to watch. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, we played it three years at USC, freshman, sophomore, junior year, and then we played in um, a couple AVPs, like, in the summers between years at USC. Um, and actually our very first tournament that, or very first AVP that we ever qualified for was in Seattle 2015 at the same qualifier site as this year. So, um, that was really, that was a really fun experience. Just like knowing that we had done it once there before. And, um, yeah, I mean, we had a ton of fun this tournament just cause, you know, we were just getting back together after like a year and a half or whatever off and, yeah, it didn't take long at all for the chemistry to just work back in. It was super fun. And it didn't seem like it. Is no. it uh, <laughs> is it different just playing with two smalls versus like, because I know you played with Therese Cannon too. Mm-hmm. So is it, is it weird going back to having a smaller partner versus having just like a set blocker and defender? Um, Allie is small for a blocker, I think, but she has like mad hops. So she's <laughs> just been like, she's been a solid blocker for a while I know that her and Sophie kind of tried to split a little bit at USC but she just has like incredible blocking dynamics so like even though she's a little undersized I think she's I mean she's right up there with the big blockers for sure yeah so it's not too much of a difference for me and Seattle obviously vibes well with you guys like you said you were what a sophomore when you first qualified yeah in between sophomore and junior year okay yeah how was it I'm always interested in, in what the college players think of just the transition from playing at the college level to the AVP level. Because obviously there's a big difference there. Like, did you have to change up your style of game at all, or was it just kind of the same thing? You're just playing at a little higher level. Um, it was. It's kind of the same thing, just you know, playing at a higher level. But <laughs> it was really funny uh, when we first qualified. Um, <clears throat> yeah, in between sophomore and junior year, we. Uh, we got to the main site and like, of course we were just like nervous beyond like anything. Mm -hmm. We're just freaking out. And we didn't even know that there was like a player's tent or like (laughs) medical or food or anything (laughs) for us. We were just like, so like nervous. And the fact that we had to play, um, April Rosh and Jen Fatma at the time. And, uh, so we, you know, we went to the first game and got like spanked (laughs) of course. (laughs) And, and like we're just like oh my gosh and then i think after the first game we realized there was a player's tent and but that that point we looked at each other and we were like are you even allowed to like go in there like we are not worthy <laughs> of going in there and so we yeah it was uh it the first tournament was super nerve-wracking but um 
just like playing in more AVPs and getting used to that with being like around all the like, you know, big names and players and everything. It just, it got better for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I always forget what it's like to be like young on tour, you know, you kind of get spoiled with it. And then I, we were interviewing some of the, those younger guys this week, um, for a Sandcast interview and like, they're talking like, oh, I, I got to like wait for the bus next to Ryan Doherty. I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> but I'm like, oh yeah, I guess when I was younger, like that's totally how it was. And yeah, like going in the player's tent is like a huge deal. Oh my gosh. When we went in, so like that year when we cautiously walked into mm-hmm. the player's tent, I like nearly bumped into Casey Patterson and like had a heart attack. <laughs> like, I was like, oh my God, like, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> but like that was cool too because he's always been like kind of an inspiration behind the like cheering and crazy madness losing your voice <laughs> yeah <laughs> for oh, sure now it's all coming together <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i think it's good too like it reminds me like as an older player now i'm an older player uh like how how much it means to like the younger players to, like bring them into the tent like show them around like you know like those kids were just stoked just to like be interviewed by us and like, yeah that kind of thing. So I think it's good to like remind the older players, like you were once in that position and it means a lot more than you'd think to like, just say hi and that kind of thing. Yeah. And I think it it does give the older players kind of a a dose of perspective too, of just like how much they're respected and looked up to. Cause like, and the younger kids were talking about are John Schwengel and Rowdy Lennon, who were the ones who were, got the automatic main draw bid via AVP first. And it was funny to watch them like, taking pictures with with fans and yeah. signing the autographs and John was like I don't even know what my signature looks like. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's funny to see everyone's first experience on tour. Yeah. And I mean you've obviously come a very long way since that first time in Seattle. When did that kind of imposter syndrome fade away and like now you're, when you're in the player's tent you obviously belong. Like when did you get that sense of yeah, I belong here like I'm an AVP player? Um I think it was in it must have been New York of just last year, I think we were still like walking in, like I, it was me and Allie at the time. And we were still walking in, like there's not, there's no more seats at any tables. Like, what do we do? (laughs) We can't just like, Oh, they're sitting at a table and there's two chairs, but like, that feels like their table. Like, I don't want to like, nobody knows us here. Like, and so we were still, I mean, I guess it was after that when I, um, played with, uh, Therese Cannon, um, when we made the main draw in San Francisco and like her not ever being in a main draw before then and like having to kind of like step up a little bit and be like, okay, like use the medical, like right. use the tent and like you put your feet up over here. Who cares mm-hmm. if they're sitting here? And that's when it kind of clicked for me. Like, it's like, it's fine. <laughs> like yeah, you got to exactly. do your thing and take care of yourself. Yeah. And now you took a seventh in San Francisco last year Mm -hmm. and now and that had been your best finish then you come out this year straight out of the qualifier to fifth and then again (laughs) straight out of the qualifier to fifth so you you've made big strides yeah what have you seen change or improve in your game that has kind of increased it from where a seventh was a really good finish to now fifth is becoming somewhat of the norm so (laughs) so I started out the season with Sarah Day and uh we started in Huntington and uh did awful (laughs) we went 0-2 on the first day after getting a wild card into the main draw of that FAVB and um so we were super pumped on that and then uh the two games we played went to three and we lost both of those which was like 
uh, like pretty upsetting way to start. And so I think we kind of used that as like fuel for our fire for Austin. And I just kept thinking like, oh man, I'm looking for some redemption. And um, so we went into Austin and yeah, we, we took a fifth. And um, I know, I think behind like all, all that uh, we've been working, you know, with our coach and we've just been super like, open with each other and like before every practice you know we talk about our goals and like how we're feeling like did you wake up late today was it hard to get out of bed like do you feel like it might be a rough practice like yeah okay and we just like would talk about things and like where we're at with our bodies and like what we can give each other today and like um just I think learning the um to like just like talk to my partner more and like be super open and like honest about everything and like really like trusting your partner and um knowing that they're gonna give their 100% like just I think made me more free with my volleyball and um yeah that's been super helpful for sure and like I think has got me where I am yeah and that and just I don't think I saw anyone on the beach as much as I did you from like January till now. Like every time I was out there, like every tournament, even if I wasn't playing, just wandered out to like a random AVP next, like you were playing that yeah. one too. <laughs> I mean, how many hours do you put on the beach in like any given week? Because I feel like you just have this motor that is nonstop. Yeah, I don't know where that came from. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think just like... Um, being at SC, they like really pushed us. Like we were training six days a week and then Sunday was like the rest day. And it was an hour of lifting Monday through Thursday and then a three hour practice following that Monday through Saturday. And I think just like that starting freshman year and just like doing that for four years, it's like thinking like, okay, we won three national championships. Like something about that worked and like, I got better. So it's like, I need to keep going. Like I can't stop. And I'm like, see, you know, I see all these other like, um, older athletes that are that like, you know, they take days off and stuff, which I'm like learning to do. Um, but yeah, coming out of college, it was like a, gotta just like keep up the routine, (laughs) like gotta keep going and play every tournament on the weekends. And I'm learning now, like I, I just played like, just to play a tournament, I played like a triple a, um, and just like having to play like seven little sets and like having to warm up your body like yeah. <laughs> seven times. I was like, I don't know if I can do this, <laughs> these up. little tournaments anymore. It is amazing. Like me and Hayden used to talk about like how many warm ups have we done? Like that's <laughs> they're like basically workouts, right? For an average person, like yeah. getting yourself to the point where you're just ready to play is a a pretty legit workout for a normal person. <laughs> yeah. And we're just like doing that two times a day, every day for like these four day FIVBs and then practices and like, like more than half our job is warming up yeah. <laughs> and, and putting sunscreen on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what, uh, I mean, going through the qualifier and then reaching Saturday during, before our games, me and Allie were like, uh, we looked at each other like, okay, I don't need that much of a warm up today. <laughs> right, yeah, <that's laughs> like, true. give me two serves and I'm ready to go. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I just always get so antsy before matches. Like, even though I know I should be like kind of settling down, I'm just like, can we just pepper for like another ten minutes? And then my partner <laughs> yeah. wants to sit down, so I grab someone else yeah. to go pepper with. <laughs> I'm just constantly touching the ball, just because I don't know. I get super nervous. Have your not have your nerves died down a little bit 
from qualifiers, or are they still pretty high up there? Um, I think they've died down a little. I don't know. I uh, um, qualifiers are scary. First yeah. of all, they're way worse than main draw. Yeah, we actually in our second round just now in Seattle, uh, we were down eleven nine in the third uh, against um, Deanna Kraft and Brooke Bauer from two girls from Pepperdine, and we knew that was going to be like you know our toughest match and second round not not being the third and uh yeah we were down 11 9 and i like we were switching sides and i was like oh man like <laughs> shoot like this can't happen and then we ended up winning 15 11 i don't know what happened Whoa, there but yeah, yeah. <laughs> side switch couple serves and i was like okay we're okay now sounds like you decided to win yeah <laughs> this can't happen right, yeah six like, in a row. Uh, <laughs> gotta Sorry, make it ladies. <laughs> i'm curious what What's the conversation like when you're making that switch down 11-9? Because I'm in that position a lot. I'm always curious as to how different players sort of handle that. Because some, some are kind of, like you look at Billy Allen or John Mayer and they never look like they've been stressed on a volleyball court in their life. And then you look at maybe Azan, you know, who's getting a little fiery out there. So what, how do you handle being down 11-9 in the third set, like losing, go home? Um. I try to think about affirmations. So, like, instead of, um, so for instance, in that game, I was passing bad. Like, I was, I shanked a couple balls all of a sudden down 11 9 and I'm switching sides and I'm going, like, I'm kind of starting to get a little nervous. Like, okay, like, they're going to keep serving me, obviously. Like, am I going to pass this next ball? And um, instead of going, like, I need to get a good pass, I try to think, of just like two things I can do to make the pass good. Like, I'm going to get my arms out early and away from me and like that's it I don't think about anything else and if I and I know that if I did that then I did like all that I needed to do you know Mm -hmm. so and that's kind of what helped me after that yeah okay yeah (laughs) how do you handle it try like with you and Hayden I know that obviously you guys played a ton of tournaments we're probably in a situation like that pretty often like what did you and how did you and Hayden handle that we had uh at one point when we were making a run, we were we were down. We started almost every match down uh, one to four. It was really weird. We'd like be down one four and be like, "There's the score again." And we'd like laugh at it, and then we'd come back and, and usually win. Um, but in those tight situations, for me, it's usually I go to um, just like not thinking at all. I kind of take that like very wide perspective look and just kind of try to see everything at once. Definitely recognize if I'm thinking about the last play, you got to just forget about it. It's gone and just be as present as you can in that each moment to moment, each touch. Um, but it, it, to me, it feels like it's like I have like five minutes left to this match. Like I'm going to be here for all of it. And if I lose, then I'll lose. But you know, you look back usually when you're losing, you're like, I could have been here like a little more focused right. for a few of the plays, but I have this last five minutes left. So I'm just going to be here this entire five minutes. And usually if you can pull it off, then you usually turn the match. Yeah. And when you don't go into that shell kind of like where you're, you know, the body language that the other, your opponent's reading when you're just like stay confident, no matter what the score is, the other team kind of sees that and feeds off that. And they're like, Oh shit. He's kind of, <laughs> going next level on me right yeah. now and he's not like backing down from what we just did to him or whatever you know so just gotta stay steady and trust it 
I'm taking mental notes from both <laughs> of you. Like, I mean, every, everyone's going to have different things. Oh, you know? yeah, Sometimes totally. I'm repeating things in my head. Like, I'll say, like, um, what's like, um, observe, observe the behavior without judgment. Just repeating that in my head. Just an error. Instead of judging it, just be like, observe it without judgment. And then I'm just like, okay, I hit the ball out because the set went past me and it went out. Okay. Just accept it. Yeah. And then that helps you move on. But if you're judging yourself like you're an idiot, God mm-hmm. damn it, the score was freaking <laughs> yeah, yeah. tied. How did you blow that? Then you're judging it and then you create this whole conversation in your head. Yeah. 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 I'm getting better at it because a lot of times my mind would just wander to like all the possibilities. Like mm-hmm. if we blow this lead, like crap, now I got to fly home and just stew on that third set mm-hmm. loss again. Right. Now yeah. I'm, I'm getting better with it because I know that just... Reed Pretty is one of my favorite guys to talk about this because if, robot. You, if you ever practice with him, <laughs> he loves adversity. Right. And like in practice, he'll like say you, you win like the Rochambeau or whatever. He'll always just take the bad side. And right. he's just like adversity makes you better. So like I like thinking about that and I'm like, okay, this is like going to be a learning moment regardless. Like we come through, we learn how to get through it. If we lose, we'll figure out how to not do it next time. Yeah. So I'm slowly getting better at like corralling my mind back in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And again, like everybody has different things. Like back at USC, me and Alice would tell each other a joke sometimes literally on the court or I'd look at her and be like, so what do you want for dinner tonight? Like <laughs> just to like get your mind like just somewhere else for a second. And then you're like, okay, just like relax. Yeah, that would totally I, relax I think that's us. sign too of <laughs> a really good partnership chemistry too. Yeah. Because I feel like with some partners, if you told them a joke down 11, 9, they'd, they'd be, be like, like, what the hell are you yeah, talking yeah. about? Yeah, yeah. Focus. Yeah. <laughs> totally. It's one thing to be able to like corral your own mind in that moment, but then to also like counter that with your partner because that's the other half of the team. Mm-hmm. To be able to get them in the right mindset is like, that's kind of the winning formula. Like yeah. With Hayden, I think it was just like, I'm listening. Like, <laughs> make us win. I will execute whatever the plan is, but make up this plan right now. <laughs> Tell me what to do. <laughs> I want to want to kind of jog back to your days at USC too. Now you had a relatively late start into volleyball, right? Because you were all soccer growing up. Yeah, yeah, I was all soccer up until end of middle school, and then yeah, um, I dabbled in volleyball like at the same time that I was starting to end soccer, and then. Um, yeah, joined an indoor club team and I don't know how, but made the varsity team at my high school. And, um, at the same time I, uh, so freshman year of high school, I, that's when I started, um, playing beach. Okay. So yeah, when I was like 14. Quick learner. Yeah. (laughs) And so what about volleyball kind of stuck and made you obviously fall in love with it? I mean, anybody who watches you play, like you're clearly passionate and just play with like a ton of joy on the court. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I've always, I've always been super competitive, um, but uh, yeah, I don't know, I don't know what it was about. I always thought I was like gonna be a soccer player, like that was gonna be me, and like that was gonna be my thing. And then um, decided I didn't like running <laughs> that, that much. <laughs> that took a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. I don't know, and yeah, and so I uh, uh, stopped that <laughs> right away and um, found volleyball. I didn't even know like volleyball was really a sport (laughs) when I was that young. And so then, um, I joined like the co-ed team in middle school and I was like, this is actually really fun. Like wonder what clubs like, and kind of just went from there. Like, I wonder if I could make the high school varsity team. Like, yep. All right. Like, let's see what else (laughs) I can do. And the more competitive it got, the more I was like, wow, this is definitely for me. Yeah. 
Do you think there's a lot of, I mean, we talk about it a lot on here, kind of like what people think in terms of, uh, like, if it's important to play a lot of sports when you're a kid or different sports rather than some of the athletes. And, and it, we've had people from both sides who have only played volleyball and other people have like, nah, I just, I played every sport, didn't really play volleyball, and that's what helped me become a good volleyball player. Do you think that a lot of your experiences as a soccer player, like, prepared you? For volleyball, even though it's obviously a complete opposite sport. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think it's, I think it's good to like you know when you're younger play a bunch of sports. You just like get, you know, I my parents threw me in every sport except for I think like basketball, and mm-hmm. um, so I got like the individual dynamic of like tennis, you know, and then you're on all these different teams with like soccer and and um, I don't know. I'm not, I guess I'm not sure, but I, yeah. I do think that it's, I think it's good to, you know, like dabble in everything. That's right. when you figure out what you like. That's where, I guess that's how it led me to volleyball. I feel like for me, like, I feel like every sport, cause I'm completely, I played tons of sports mm-hmm. growing up. I feel like every sport I played, I got to pick like one little aspect of it. Like for soccer, it was like conditioning. Cause we had like a gnarly coach until freshman year of high school I played. And he'd just make us run until we, like, throw up. Which is, like, if I played volleyball my whole life, I'd never learn that, like... Not that I'd do that now, but, like, right. when we hit the gym, like, you're going to a point where you're very uncomfortable, totally. right? So I learned that part. I learned how to, whatever, deal with the wind and conditions, being a surfer, paddler, sailing, all that kind of stuff. Basketball is a whole different, you know, mm-hmm. skill set. I feel like, for me, I wouldn't be the volleyball player I was if I didn't play all those sports. We had a few people on, right? That yeah. only played volleyball. I'm in. I'm definitely in your camp. And Tim Baumgren is another supporter of because he played everything growing up, and that's what. And I did too. And like I can see in like my game these specific aspects from each sport that I kind of pulled from it. But like Sarah Sponsel, you know, she's been volleyball nonstop since the day she could walk until she took up um, unicycling. And now, yeah, now <laughs> she's done like unicycling. And she she just did, she put a video. She did a hundred yard handstand walk. Yeah. It was like no, the craziest thing I've ever seen. She's a freak athlete. I actually <laughs> played with her for a year on the beach before USC. Yeah. Yeah. She's a, she's so funny. Y'all be a good yeah. team now. She's <laughs> <laughs> the little team that could. <laughs> but yeah, and then we had Taylor Crab on two weeks ago, and he said that you know playing every different kind of sport helped him a ton. Right. And I mean, it's obviously working for him, whatever <laughs> he's doing. Yeah. It actually, his, his kind of spirit on the beach reminds me a little bit of yours too, and that's just like he plays all the time. Like, he has to have his coaches tell him not to play. Yeah. For him to take, and even then, he pops in a couple drills. Yeah. Like, he's, he might be playing in some, like, for fun four-man today after <laughs> oh after winning gosh. AVP Seattle Yeah, I yesterday. wouldn't doubt it at all. Yeah. Like Whereas, he, he played in, like, three or four AVP next in, like, February. Right. I'm, I'm sure he didn't tell Jake that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> yeah. With, and with you going to, to college, so you, you played – four years varsity at your high school, but mm-hmm. you went to USC for beach only. Mm-hmm. So what yeah. made you want to go? Cause I'm sure you probably had offers indoors as well. What made you want to go with USC beach rather than indoors elsewhere? I like, I never saw myself as a, su- as a super good indoor player. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, I mean, looking at, you know, like the D one colleges and stuff, I was like, Oh man, I just didn't really like see myself at that level. And so I was looking at D two schools. I looked at like Academy of art university uh-huh. and, uh, San Francisco because um, I wanted to study art in college and um, 
But so, yeah, I mean, throughout high school, I was doing both beach and um, indoor. And I remember having the conversation with my USA coach at the time, John Aharoni and um, Jose Loyola. Um, we all we kind of sat down and I realized, like, I need to like, I'm kind of like at this level with both of these sports. And like, I need to drop one mm-hmm. if I really want to excel like at the other and like I just had sat down and had like this just like thought about it for a while and I just had realized like I just felt better like on the beach I could see myself going to these like really like cool heights with the sport that I just didn't see myself doing with indoor and I like had realized like through that time of thought like I just loved the sport way more because I think it's a, just, like, a whole different ball game, And I just – I love the atmosphere with our sport. Like, I tell everybody all the time, like, yeah. I love the atmosphere and the tournaments. And everybody's so cool and yeah. super friendly and just, like, cracking jokes all the time. And, like, nobody's ever too serious. It's, like, a really cool balance. So that's, like – yeah. Um, so then I committed pretty late <laughs> to USC, but um, found Donna Collier at a USA camp and – uh, she said, yeah, like, come for a visit. And, um, yeah, so I committed my senior year just for beach at USC. And did you expect to start your first year, or was that a bit of a surprise no. when you and Allie <laughs> slipped into that number five spot? No, if you asked Anna now, like, oh, like, coming in, where did you see Nicholas? She would be like, oh, just a walk-on, like, <laughs> bench that girl. Like, Practice she'll body. She'll get us good grades. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, no, uh, but I still remember the day uh, we were doing, like, an off-season tournament, and Anna actually had let us choose our partners. Like, she said, okay, like, go, like, amongst the team, like, everybody figure out who you're playing with. And so... Sarah and Kirby played together and, um, you know, all the senior, all the rest of the seniors kind of got together and me and Allie were like pretty good friends at the time, freshman coming in and we were trying to get an upperclassman to like play with us. And they were all like, no, like we're going to like all stick together. And so me and Allie looked at each other, we were like, you want to play? <laughs> and we actually ended up getting third in that tournament. Um, over well. some of our other teammates. Nice. Yeah. So I was like, okay, this could work. Like, Yeah. That was cool. And, I mean, USC obviously has a winning culture, too. I mean, what was it like just making that transition from high school to USC? Like, that's a big change, especially because, I mean, did you win national championships all four years you were there? No, just the three. Not freshman just, year. Just the yeah. three. <laughs> <laughs> just the three. <laughs> yeah, what no, about yeah. the, I mean, the culture, because I obviously went there, too, uh, and national championships is everything there. Yeah. But the facilities as well. Oh. Like, you go from <laughs> high school facilities straight to pros, it's kind of similar. Yeah. But if, if you count that college part, like, going to USC is, like, beyond being a professional oh. in our sport. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. yeah. It was, like, yeah, that's <laughs> something I miss big time mm-hmm. <laughs> from college is, like, using, you know, the McKay Center and, like, Heritage. Oh, all the facilities were just, like, incredible there. Yeah. Um, it's ridiculous. Yeah. I need to go Actually back. I need to take stupid. Travis back there. <laughs> yeah. Come check it out. We have enough Trojans on the podcast. I feel like I'm like a ton an, of an honorary USC student. Oh, yeah. Totally. <laughs> we're we're going to have to go back and like count up 
like do sort of a, a college index to see because I mean USC and UCLA have to be the overwhelming favorites, and then of course we have Tim Bongren with like Wisconsin, uh, right, right. Like, <laughs> some random, some random <laughs> <Yeah>. over Midwest <laughs> Doherty, Ryan Doherty in Notre Dame. Yeah, they're all over the place. <laughs> How much did you see, I guess, how quickly did you see your game improve when you were at USC, too? Because you were still relatively new to the beach game when you got there. And then when you're on that six-day-a-week training schedule, I'm sure that you were just, like, taking these huge leaps and strides, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, we had such an incredible staff over the four years, you know. Started out with um, Anna Collier and Andrew Fuller and Misty May, like... How, like, Above average coaching yeah, staff. like with Dream those team. three, like I, I'm sure I made my biggest strides freshman year. Like, yeah, that was amazing. And then um, after that, you know, we had on, on a, all four years, and then Dane Blanton came on, and then we had Ali Lamberson, and now they have Gustavo. Like the staff and um, trainers, and um, Kelly Dormandy, our weight training coach, who's like the buffest lady you will ever <laughs> see. It's like so funny and awesome and just wanted all the best for us. Like, um, yeah, just having like that staff crew, like on board with us every single day, like watching us play and like taking stuff home with them and like thinking about what can make us better. Like, um, totally I can like, I only have them to thank for any leaps and bounds I've made and like where I am today. And, um, yeah, um, it's crazy to think. Like, I mean, in the moment, you don't really think about like um, how much better you're getting. But over those four years, like seeing where I started and then like and then where I ended up, it was like, yeah, crazy leaps and bounds. Do you ever watch like film from your freshman year of college just for kicks? Or sometimes, like, if you say you have a bad day at practice, you go back and look at it and be like, okay, I'm way <laughs> better than I was. <laughs> I actually ha- we the film. Like, freshman year was, like, nowhere near kind of where right. it is now. So I don't even know where film would be. <laughs> but that I would love to see <laughs> you know, yeah. myself playing then rather than now. Yeah, that'd be hilarious. It's <laughs> a good idea. It, every now and then I'll go back and look at... Because I just have, like, all my old videos just on YouTube just set to private. And I would just go back and look at them and be like, oh, my sweet heavens. <laughs> <laughs> what was happening here? What was I doing? <laughs> I don't have, yeah, I was, I mean, as I started out, I, like, I didn't even think about filming myself, like, ever. So I don't have anything of when I first started. But sometimes I look at pictures <laughs> of, like, me, like, trying to jump serve or something and like my body's like way in front of like a ball yeah. like back here and I'm like oh no <laughs> but yeah I get that you're one of the few athletes I've heard that actually doesn't use film that much is there any reason or is it just like too much of a hassle to set up and stuff I guess I just never was a film person I don't, yeah. we like we uh once a week we'd go in and before games and watch film uh on ourselves and like have the coaches sit with us and but it was also important to them to know, for them to know, like, okay, do you, like, after 20 minutes or whatever of film, do you just, like, zone out, like, right. you know, and, or, like, are you one of those that could watch a full game and, like, that helps you. And for me, it was just one of those, like, okay, 10 minutes of film, looking at who I'm playing and what I'm doing, and I'm, like, that's, You're like, good. as much as my mind can take. <laughs> yeah. Totally. That's, that how, was... that's how probably my mind was in college and my probably until, like, now. Now I'm, like... 
starting to realize like, all right, maybe there's like more to learn here. If I can get myself to be less ADD and I'm trying to tap into get watching more film, but I'm pretty much the same way as you. That's yeah. Like show me a few things and then I'm good. Like, like, yeah, I know, I know it's good for me and I'm sure I'll get there. Like I'll be like more patient and like and stuff. But like right now I'm like, now we're going to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Wilson Volleyball. The AVP season is back, hallelujah, which means, guess what? We are back to playing with Wilson Volleyballs again, and the college girls plays with Wilson, and the CBVA plays with Wilson, the AVP plays with Wilson. There is a reason that all of the pros and those about to become pros play with Wilsons, all right? It is the best ball in the game. It is the one the pros use and the one that you should use as well. And the good news is is that you can get 20% off by using our discount code WILSONSAND. All right, and I'll say that one more time. You get 20% off by using our discount code WILSONSAND for 20% off of the best balls in the game. This podcast is also brought to you by Firefly Recovery. Listen, we're all athletes here for the most part, which means that we are all aching in some way or other or sore somewhere. All right, and a lot of times this is our knees, which is where Firefly Recovery comes into play, which is why I love them so much. So if you're one of those weird people who go to work every day, like I do, you can strap this onto your knee while you're sitting at your desk, and it helps you recover by moving the blood around in the region. I'm not a scientist. I don't know exactly how it works. You can go to fireflyrecovery.com. They have all sorts of testimonials and information out there. But what I just want to say is that it works. Like if you're traveling on a plane to an FIVB or a Norseca or to AVP Austin or to AVP New York or Seattle or wherever it may be, use Firefly Recovery on the plane. It'll help you recover while you're sitting there on your plane ride talking to people that you probably don't want to be talking to anyway. So use Firefly Recovery to be the best athlete that you can be. We would like to welcome a new sponsor to the show, Pacific Coast Wealth Management, or PCWM, if that's easier for you. If your financial plan goes beyond making it into the main draw of an AVP volleyball tournament, check out their online planning tool at PacificCoastWealthManagement.com. When you're there, click on Build Your, Build Your Financial Plan Here link and work with a, a licensed fiduciary advisor who can discuss 401k, IRA, life insurance, estate plans, tax strategy, social security, investments, or good old stock tips, also known as everything that beach volleyball players do not specialize in. You could use the help. Trust me, I know. Hit up Pacific Coast Wealth Management today. Business owners who need to offer benefits, retirement, or pension plans for their employees, partners, or themselves. Or 529 college savings or Roth IRA for your kids. Did you know you can gift $15,000 per year to your kid? Start with your favorite volleyball player by connecting with us at Pacific Coast Wealth Management Instagram or www.pacificcoastwealthmanagement.com or give them a call. 949-637-7052. Again, their phone number is 949-637-7052. Or we all know that Beach Volleyball, you're on Instagram. Hit them up at Pacific Coast Wealth Management on Insta. Hit them in your DMs, whatever it may be. Get in touch. We all know we need a little financial help in Beach Volleyball. These are your guys. You can't force it either and, like, stress yourself out, especially in, like, a tournament situation. Like, the night before, you can't be, like, forcing yourself to watch an hour and a half of video. Yeah. Unless you really enjoy it and, you know, it needs to be relaxing you or you need to be, like, learning and getting more confident and better prepared. And I think there's an art to that. A lot of the older players are obviously better at it. 
I always just like film because I have so much trouble connecting the dots from what someone's telling me to do. And then like, I'll think that I'm doing it. Like if they're like, oh, you're, you're a platform, like you're not getting it out early enough. And I'll, like, and I'll feel like I'm doing it. And then I'll watch on film and be like, that's what they're talking about. <laughs> yeah, so it depends yeah. on how you, how you learn too, right? Yeah. Like for me, I, I'm very much on feel. So like if I do it right and then it's like, okay, that was the right one. I'm like, okay, I just need to repeat that feeling over and over. But if you're more visual, like you need to see it, right? Yeah. Like, oh, now I see it. I didn't feel what you were talking about. And I'm, like, so stubborn when someone, like, in the moment is telling me to do something because I, like, can't picture what I'm doing wrong. And then yeah. so I'll be, like, just give me, like, an hour after practice to <laughs> let me look at it, and then I'll agree with you. But right now, I'm just being really stubborn Yeah, and terrible. <laughs> I feel that, too. Yeah. I know a, a lot of college athletes struggle with, I know we've had a few on, like, the Wit Sisters being one where, because in college, you have everything figured out for you, you know, when you're practicing, when you're training, what you're eating, like what your warm-up's going to be like, who your partner is, who you're playing, and then you get out to the AVP, and all of that stuff is now up to you. Mm-hmm. So how did you go about making that change, too, in terms of just figuring out everything volleyball-related on your own? Yeah, uh, I still, to this day, tell people, like, the one thing that... Um, well, they told us at school, they were like, you're going to miss you're gonna miss us. Like, yeah. you're going to miss us making your schedule for you, and... Yeah, these four-hour days are super long, but like, you're gonna you're gonna miss it. Mm-hmm. Like having to wake up and like do all the stuff. Structure. And, and I was like, no, <laughs> like I can't <laughs> wait to get on my own. Yeah. Like it's gonna be great, and it did not take long at all. And I'm just I'm telling people like, oh man, I miss someone making a schedule for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like yeah, totally, and um, just a. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's just up to you to, like, um, if you want to, you know, get to that level, you, you got to get the coach, you got to get the trainer, you got to, even, like, if, you know, you want to make super leaps and bounds, you get the nutritionist, you get right. all this, like, all this stuff, and um, I'm still learning that, like, I'm, I've been out for more than a year, but I'm, and sometimes I think, like, no, I'm good, I'm fine, like, I'm good, I can right. just, like, go to the practice, and, like, I can figure it out, but, like, I'll get moments like that, but then, like, I have to sit down and be like, no, like, if I really want to do this, like, you know, I got to find the coach that fits me, and I got to start, and I, like, I just started with a trainer at home, and so I'm still, like, I'm still working on that part. Right. Yeah. I feel like there's, like, a anxiety that comes with making your own schedule, because you're like, am I doing enough? Mm-hmm. Am I doing too much? Like, should I be putting more in? Should I be investing more of my own money in? Whereas, like, at SC, you're, like, looking up to all these people. Like, this is SC. Anything they tell me is is gold. Yeah. And there's this schedule in front of me. So I'm going to show up here, eat this, do what they tell me, and it's going to be golden. And then you get used to that. You're, like, trusting it. And then you get out on your own. You're, like, oh, crap. Like, I got to create this all by myself. Then you create it, and then you start questioning it. You're, like, oh, maybe someone's doing more, or I should be doing this or that, or I'm doing too much, and... So you got to come to terms with that. And I, I've seen definitely athletes from college to pro like completely change and, and f- almost like fall out of love with being an athlete sometimes when they're like, no, I kind of liked the structure of it. And that's what I was in love with. But being a professional beach volleyball player, you have to kind of like making your flights mm-hmm. and like creating this lifestyle of a professional athlete. Whereas if you're at a desk job or working for a certain company, like it's... It, they tell you what to do. You just do it and you'll get paid and make a living. 
And it's a lot too, like the travel arrangements, because this year the AVPs are just like back to back to back to back. Oh, yeah. I mean, we were talking about it in the airport in Seattle, how it's like every week and a half pretty much. And I like completely forgot to get my plane ticket to Seattle until like three days before. And I looked at the prices. I was like, oh God. <laughs> like, what did I do? <laughs> yeah. Dude, it's crazy. And then, and then tries thinking about the point system, which I'm trying to, always trying to deal with, but I'm trying to figure out for my comeback, like, you have to sign up for events 37 days in advance. For FIVBs? For, you have to sign up with USA Volleyball 37 days in advance. And then at 21 day mark, you have to be committed with that partner. And and then if you need a visa for that event, you have to do it even earlier sometimes. So it's like, how the hell are we? Sp- I don't even know what event I want to play in in two yeah. months. Yeah. yeah, but I have to be committing to it and like figuring out my visas. And mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah, that's a whole new level. And I think one of the toughest parts too about qualifier players and that you're probably you're on the cusp of being not in the qualifiers. Crossing yeah. your fingers for San Fran. <laughs> yeah. We actually uh, sat down and wrote down, uh, like tried to figure it out. You know, yeah. but. Um, it's going to be iffy because it's going to depend on, you know, if some people qualify over in, uh, Poland, Poland, I think it is. Yeah. There was like, is it Warsaw? There's two Poland events and then there's like, there's like yeah. a one star in Russia, but like nobody's going to that. Right. No. <laughs> that ain't worth it. That ain't worth and that then, trip. Yeah. But there's a four star in, I think it's, I Poland. think it's Poland. Yeah. There's two in Poland. I think, wasn't there one? Oh no. There was one in Czech last week. Yep. Poland this week and next week. And then something? I think there's another one in Poland after that. Yeah. So okay. I think yeah. there's four or five teams going right. to that. So um, it's just going to depend on who doesn't want to fly back. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> that's how it works. Yeah. But that's, I think that's too what makes it tough for, for qualifier players to justify the expense of like getting a coach. Because a lot of times you don't have a set partner because qualifier players are always looking to get bumped up into the main draw by switching partners and upgrading. So you don't have like anyone to like split the cost with you. I know that you've kind of popped around a little bit. I mean, you played with Corinne, Allie, Therese, Brittany, Howard, and then Sarah. (laughs) Um, So it's like hard to like justify that expense when there's no one splitting it with you. And it's not like a set team. Mm -hmm. So have you gotten a coach yet? Yeah, we're... uh, um it's not like super like that's my coach, you know, it's just right. um um uh Marty from the AVP. Okay. He uh he works with us every once in a while. Yeah. But like we don't have anybody in our box right. or um but figuring out that should probably <laughs> get on that. <laughs> yeah, and there's not that I mean there's only so many coaches out there. I mean yeah. half the people that like you're saying like he works for AVP, right? Mm-hmm. He's not a yeah. full-time coach. Even. Yeah, no. Not that he's not great, but like it's, you might want to go hire a player that's not playing right now or an ex-player. A lot of the times there's, I mean, how many coaches are there? There's only a handful of coaches. Not a ton, yeah. The top teams are going to get first pick, right? So, yeah, it's it's tough at any level, I think. How much yeah. did Evie, just having him there, help, help out you and Hayden? Oh, that was big. I mean, just like without even thinking about the talent of the coach and what they can bring to the table volleyball-wise, like just to have a coach to roll balls to you at practice, to go help out with like the small stuff, uh, especially when you're traveling, like like we're trying to get some sleep and he can go do something for us that will get us an extra hour of sleep, go sign us in for courts and go get the film so we don't have to go run around and try to 
get film from the film guy and figure out what matches we want. We can just like eat dinner, get to the room, watch our whatever, 15, 20 minutes of film, get to sleep. He'll have the balls ready at the court so we don't have to like do all this extra stuff and worry about it. Um, And then, yeah, I mean, having Evie, Evie was a very like, everyone has their strengths and Evie's is definitely like, he can memorize like everyone's tendencies and like from like years back he's like back in the day like he used to do this this and this now he likes to do this in this situation and remember that play like two years ago I was like no I, don't, I can't remember <laughs> I don't remember like last match dude yeah. I for, I'm like point to point heavy but he's like he can recall matches like that which is great for me because like I said I, I'm point to point I don't remember he's like remember that play you did in like it was five five and I'm like no nope, <laughs> I don't remember <laughs> But um, it's good. No, you want it. It's it's hard to find a coach too that like that complements your skill sets. Mm-hmm. You don't want someone that because everyone sees the game differently. But you don't want someone necessarily that's good at the same stuff you are, right? So like, Hayden doesn't need someone to teach him how to make reads and all right. that. He needs someone to feed him information about tendencies and and you know how he can build his reads um, based off the information he's given. And that's Evie's great for that, obviously. Yeah. And two, one of the things with all the coaches setting up practices. So like how like what's your training schedule look like now that you're out of the grinder four day at USC? <laughs> yeah. Uh try I I like try to take a day off in the week, but I <laughs> something in my heart still tells me like Monday through Friday, like every single morning, like gotta go. <laughs> yeah. But um yeah, uh when me and Sarah were working with Marty, I mean, he had to be in the office, so we'd be 6.30 to 9.30 or whatever, and um, that would be a couple days a week, and then we'd get a practice in with, you know, another team. Um, and then, yeah, I have weightlifting at home, but... So those were double days? Uh, no, 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 oh. no. Sorry, 6.30, 9.30, like Monday, Wednesday, and then like right, Tuesday, right, okay, Thursday, okay. we'd get like a practice. Okay, Maybe we'd it. drive up here to the South Bay or whatever, but... Um, How are those early mornings on you? Like, does that... Uh, do you feel pretty fatigued when you do a really early practice versus like a 9 o'clock practice? I'm like a crazy early bird. Like, so like when I'm... Yeah, when I'm up, I'm up. Like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm one of those people, like, if it is a day to sleep in, like, I'll be up at six. Like, oh, wow, okay. And I can't go back to sleep, even uh, no matter how hard I try. So it's, like, the morning stuff is super easy for me. Mm. If somebody's like, oh, I can't, I have to practice at six, I'm like, great, I love that. <laughs> like, I can do it. That's what, the I'm, same way. I'm the same way, because <laughs> my dog usually slaps me awake at 5.30 every morning. <laughs> no way. And so oh. now I'm just, like, trained to do it. So in <laughs> Seattle, like, we went out. We got back at like two in the morning and I woke up at six and like Jeez. just because I'm used to it. So I was up and I like went and grabbed a coffee and a book and just sat by the pool until everybody else was awake. They're like, what have you been doing? I was like just reading chilling. for three hours. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds pretty nice though. But I, I just can't picture a better way to start your day yeah. than like training. Like we were out there at seven this morning at Corona Del Mar and it just like sets up the rest of your day to be awesome. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah totally. I've tried to and like... Yeah, waking up, I just feel like my days are, like, super long. I've tried to sleep in until, like, 10 or whatever, like, you know, kind of other people. And <laughs> I have I've done it, like, 
through melatonin or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and then, but I wake up and I'm like, oh my gosh, my whole day is gone. Like yeah, totally. my entire day is gone and I start freaking out. And I'm like, nope, this is not for me. Yeah. So yeah. I, I woke up at 1030 this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I ate breakfast. I was like, well, it's lunchtime. Yeah. <laughs> it's 11. That's the thing too, is breakfast is my favorite part of the day. Yeah, <laughs> me too. I don't I like breakfast it. breakfast all day. These days, I need my sleep. <laughs> I'm kind of trying to kill, kill time while I'm not playing. But yeah, yeah, no. I'm just like incapable <clears throat> of sleeping in. Like yeah, once I'm no. up, I'm like you. Like I just, I gotta go. Mm-mm. I can't. The yep. coffee's ready. Yeah. Let's get the bacon rocking. Let's yep. go. <laughs> I like that. It's totally the mentality. And what are the What are the biggest things that you're working on with your game right now? Unless that's a big secret that you don't want. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, so. <clears throat> I guess, yeah, the biggest thing for me is, like, um, I'm getting to this point where, well, I'm realizing I'm getting to this point where, like, Sunday's a possibility. Like, getting to championship Sunday's, like, it's possible. And I was, like, just, like, two points away from that in Seattle. And um, especially in the game against uh, Kelly and Brittany on Saturday morning, um, or Saturday afternoon, I guess it was, um, we were up 18-14 in the second set, and um, I think that, like we were talking about earlier, I kind of started to like see the finish line mm-hmm. before actually getting there, and it kind of freaked me out a little bit because we went into the game like, wow, like this is Allie's best finish, like, and we're like super stoked, and like obviously we want to do more, and like of course we want to get to Sunday, but like this is going to be tough. Like, and so we kind of went into it like super loose, like they're, they're going to come out like no, nobody else. And we're just, you know, like, I don't know what's going to happen, but let's just play our game. Like, let's just play volleyball. And we were super loose. And then all of a sudden we win the first set and then it's, we're up 18, 14. I'm like, Oh man, this is possible. Like shoot. And so then we kind of, kind of, um, kind of got into our heads a little bit, I think. And that's, why we ended up losing 21-18 in the second set. And so I think for me right now, it's just um, I'm trying to find something um, like we were talking about, like telling a joke or like taking that time out earlier than we should have or um, fixing a line, like trying to find something physical to like loosen up my body a little bit um, so that it's just easier to like get that next side out and close out. I was laughing when you were up 13-12 in the third set against Amanda Dowdy and Irene. (laughs) And you were like, okay, let's go. We got a flight to change. (laughs) (laughs) I was back on the end line ready to serve. And I was like fiddling with the ball. And I think they were wiping sand off or something. And I just like yelled at Allie from back of the ship. And I was like, Allie, I want to change my flight. And she just turned. She was like, all right. (laughs) I was like, yeah. But, uh. That that worked. So stuff like that, yeah. like you know, like the joke or whatever, totally. like yeah. that. That's something that helps. So. And you keep having to kind of evolve it the further you get, right? Mm-hmm. You're like, all right, now that got me this far. How can I get it a little <laughs> bit further? <laughs> but at the end of the day, it's like you haven't been there unless you've been there. So now you guys, as a team, have been to that point. Now it's time to take that next step. But totally. It's rare that you take like three steps at once. Yeah, you know? it happens. <laughs> For sure, but yeah, it's good. Progress is is keeps you happy. I think yeah. as long as you're moving yeah. forward somewhat. 
Yeah, and you can see like with your finishes that you haven't skipped any steps. Like you steadily climbed the ladder, like finish by finish. And now you've done something really rare for qualifiers in that most qualifiers almost every time I went back and like counted the numbers at one point, but they almost always lose their first match in main draw. Just because, like, you wake up for the next morning and you're just toast. Yeah. And usually you don't get, like, any sleep because you're, you're so jacked up from qualifying. But yeah. you have won your first two matches of both main draws this year coming out of the qualifier, which in Austin I can't even tell you how impressive that is because you played <laughs> four matches in, like, ridiculous heat and then you woke up the next morning and won your first two main draw matches. How do you recover so quickly? <laughs> I don't – I mean – well, first of all, it's ugh, ice bath. As soon as we get back to the hotel, like put our legs in the ice, leave them there forever. Like <laughs> as long as you can just like relax. And like, yeah, my huge thing is after qualifiers, just like, even if like my family's there, I make sure I spend time with them, you know, obviously. And like, thank you so much for coming. But like, we got to get back to the hotel. Like yeah. we got the number one priority is to just like go rest the body, get in the ice bath and just prepare for that next day. And, um, yeah, I have such a love-hate relationship with the qualifier. I'm, like, at this point, I'm not sure where I want to be in yeah. San Francisco because, um, I mean, you, you, your team has, like, kind of figured out your crap, like, in the day before the actual tournament. You've gone through, yeah, it's crazy, like, three matches. Like, I maybe wish it would be, like, two, <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, yeah, like going through and like figuring out and getting your rhythm going into the main draw is huge. Like that's, I mean, having done that now a couple of times, I think that's like why I've like kind of figured it out and like gotten the, the win, like coming out of, um, on the first day Friday. Um, but then again, like I, I hate the qualifier because at yeah. this point it seems like the most I can get is a fifth without my body being like enough. <laughs> But it looked like you were a little fresher in Seattle in the quarters than you were in Austin. Oh, the weather. Yeah. I mean, I was actually texting Sarah that I was like, I don't know why I'm not like as tired as I was <laughs> in Austin. Yeah. Cause I was, I mean, I was dead in Austin yeah. um, when we played Chris and Katie in our last match of the tournament. And like, they absolutely smoked us. I was like, I, I mean, we went into that match going, I told Sarah cause she had never really played them. I was like, this is a team that likes to shoot and they're going to be scrappy and it's going to be a game of just like running down stuff. And as soon as I was like saying that, I was like, oh. <laughs> Not a match you want to be tired for. So Sarah was like, yeah. Like, <laughs> Doesn't sound like an ideal matchup right now. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I was like, oh no, this is going to be rough. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think, I mean, it being like 100 degrees, like in Austin, like, totally just zapped our energy yeah and then coming out here in seattle and it was like kind of cold people were like wearing clothes playing um yeah i think it was totally just like the heat that did it for yeah. us and yeah. you guys are pretty fiery team right we talked about that earlier do you ever think about because this is something i've had to consider throughout my careers like saving energy and knowing when to celebrate and let out that big yell and Sometimes yelling at the ref, <laughs> like that actually <laughs> takes a lot of energy. I've had, I've had to like stop myself from celebrating a lot of times when I want to like, you know, it's hundred degrees and you just have like five or 10 more points. Do you ever kind of 
take that into consideration. I've actually... Like, i got to stop yeah. yelling or like... For I've a few had, points. Yeah, I've actually never had to do that until mm-hmm. Austin. Oh, there you yeah, go. Yeah, in our second, yeah, <laughs> in our second round, I, I looked at Sarah in a timeout and I was like, I can't talk. Like, yeah. I literally can't even just speak normally right now. Like, and she was like, okay, like, that's fine. Like, we're good. You know, she talked me, she totally talked me through the qualifier for mm-hmm. sure. But, um, I've, I don't know. I've kind of like, I feel like I've shocked my body at this point into like, <laughs> yeah. I can scream for a whole match and it'll be fine. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> just takes your voice a couple days to get yeah. back. <laughs> just make sure I'm not doing anything like, like this. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. A couple days. Talking for an hour straight. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. Yeah. But it's all good. It, it is funny though. You mentioned Katie Spieler and Carissa Cook and that I've never seen a team score in so many different ways than those two. Mm-hmm. Like Carissa will do a jump bump backwards jumbo yeah. to the corner and it hits the buckle and it's just like normal point for Carissa and Katie. It's I love watching them play because like you have no idea how they're gonna put the ball away, but they're oh, yeah. gonna find a way to do oh, yeah. it. I mean, yeah, especially <laughs> Katie, just like she has I mean she, you know, being her size, she has to have all the shots in her book right. and like she does. You have no idea where it's gonna go. <laughs> it's funny watching her play Kendra Van Zweeten. Because it's oh, just like yeah. older yeah. Katie and younger <laughs> Katie playing against each right. other. It's just just totally. cut, cut shot, cut shot, cut yeah. shot. Chizzy line. <laughs> Bump over on two. Yeah, just nonstop digs. Gotta watch the one over. Yeah, I was like, that's, oh, that's the first thing I tell my partner if I'm playing against Katie. I'm mm-hmm. like, if we hit it at her or like she's get you see her getting to you like your shot, get to the back of the court because yeah. she's sending that thing over for sure. Yeah. And now you and Sarah are running it back for San Francisco, or you and Sarah, you and Allie, sorry, mm-hmm. are running yeah. it back for uh-huh. San Francisco. Yes, yes, we are. And how nice is it too? Because I know that you and Allie didn't have like a ton of time to prepare. Well, I guess you might have since you knew you weren't playing New York, right? So did mm-hmm. you did you and Allie start practicing for Seattle, like when you knew that you couldn't get ready for New York and everything? Um, y- no, actually, I was still I was practicing with Sarah up until. Um, she got injured and, um, we knew we weren't going to be able to be there. And, but, uh, I actually, <laughs> I tried to ask some people that were already playing. I was like, no, play with me. Like, I'm, <laughs> you know, the, like I have more points thing and wasn't successful in that. But, uh, um, yeah, we didn't start practicing until after New York. Um, yeah. After that whole tournament was, was the FOMO pretty real? Oh my God. New York. I was like, yeah, I just wanted updates from the qualifier so bad. Like, I was texting everybody there. <laughs> I texted Therese, Delaney, like, Allie, Bri- like, but then also I was like, I don't know how their games are going, and, like, they're probably going to be mad, like, yeah. <laughs> sending the board of, like, uh, like I don't know. And, um, uh, but, and so it was so funny because my poor mom, she, uh, I mean, I'm pretty much always in the qualifiers, so and um, there's never updates like online or anywhere that you can see. And um, I mean, BVB info like updates the bracket like, like a little bit, behind. but like yeah, they're super behind. And so I didn't. And my mom always tells me like, you gotta text me earlier after your game, like if you've won or lost <laughs> or whatever. And I'm always like, yeah, like yeah, whatever, sure. <laughs> like I'll be better next time. And I didn't realize what that was like until right. <laughs> New York. And I'm like, mom, I'm texting you after the game every, like, yeah, every time tough. now. It's tough like, for parents, for yeah, sure. Totally. But uh, yeah, the FOMO was real. I was I was actually like pretty 
like pretty sad that I wasn't going. Yeah. Cause like I had like, this was my first summer, um, being able to play in like every single one. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was, it was a bummer not going, but yeah. All good. <laughs> now you're good for the rest of them. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, we'll be there. we kind of talked about it when we ran into each other at the airport. Again, we're two for three yep. on airport <laughs> run-ins. Um, but as far as international plans, you, you said you might start playing Norsecas whenever Norseka feels like releasing their schedule, <laughs> like two days before signups. Yeah. I mean, the of course, you know, the qualifiers are fun to play. And me and Sarah tried to play in a qualifier. Oh, gosh. I forget when that one was, but that was earlier in the year. Uh and um, didn't do well, but yeah, I for sure am like looking for that and wanting to play in those. Um, in terms of FIVBs, you know, like one star, two stars, not sure yet. Um, you know, trying to get the sponsors to yeah. <laughs> help me get there. But uh, yeah, I definitely recommend Norsecas if if you yeah. can go. They're pretty fun. Yeah, it's like a. Nice developmental tour, but you're always like in the Caribbean with a totally. good group of people and money's not great, but it's usually really fun. Yeah. And getting valuable f- points for the international scene too, if like someone wanted to scoop you up. Cause I know that Troy Field has been able to play in a few FIVB main draws because of the points that he got from the Norsecas. Kind of mm. Zahn scooped him into one. I think yeah. Adam Roberts is probably going to pluck him into a couple others. So it's a good just kind of way to get your foot in the door for sure. But speaking of sponsors getting your way places, we got you for San Francisco. Yay, Congratulations on getting the Sandcast so Wild Card. <laughs> you and Alex. Yeah. yeah, that was yeah, that's awesome. I love that. <laughs> Seriously, like helps out so much. Can't even tell you. Yeah, we've all been there. I'm, yeah, still, exactly. I'm currently there. Try you've been there too. So I'm, we know I might have to, <laughs> to collect this wild card when I come back. <laughs> And our guys' winners were the McKibbins. So yeah, which, oh, fun. <laughs> which is funny because they're, they're automatic <laughs> in the main draw. So Madison was stoked. He doesn't yeah. have to run into Hagen and Lucas Yoder Ugh, again. again. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. He's like, man, I don't know how many more times we can play and beat them. Yeah. That's the third straight time. Oh, really? They won. And Dang. they in Austin, they should have went to three, but didn't. And then in New York, they went to three. And in Seattle, they went to three. So Madison was like, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> We're good. Yeah, that's that's rough when you have to come up with a team that, like, you keep playing, you know? It's like when you know, yeah. like, when, you know, when you know each other's tendencies, so, like, you just never know what's going to happen. Especially when you keep beating them, too. Then you're like, yeah. each time gets a little more scary. Like, you just know that they're doing it. Yeah, yeah. Like they they're going to come out with yeah. fire like they want this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and if you've seen Hagen play, like, he doesn't need any more fire. After he loses, he rips, he goes Hulk Hogan style. I think he needs to lose a few pounds, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Move a little faster, a little more efficient. No. (laughs) Yeah, they're balling, though. Yeah, They're dangerous, always in the quality, if they didn't run into the McKibbins. Yeah, and Lucas actually just signed to play, I think, in Switzerland, uh, indoor. So he's playing with Kyle Friend's old club over there. I think he's out in maybe September. I nice. think he'll probably finish his. So congratulations to Lucas if he's listening. Yeah, yeah. No, that's um, awesome. So I think he'll probably finish out the rest of the qualifiers and then head overseas. That's fun. It's always fun to go play indoors and get that experience. For yeah. sure. I'm sure it's more of just an experience thing for him rather than actually trying to pursue uh, the top level indoor. Yeah. Usually that's what You miss indoor at all? 
No. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard a single. I person get my Phil yes. watching. I get yeah. I get. I, I watch yeah, no. my boyfriend play all the time. So yeah. it's like that's nope. Yeah. <laughs> Not for me. Is it weird rooting for UCLA? <laughs> when I was at USC, yeah. <laughs> when I was still like at USC, your I was boyfriend like, plays for UCLA. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, okay. Jake Arnitz. He uh, oh. he just graduated. Um, yeah, but uh, when I was at USC, uh, yeah, it was weird rooting for UCLA. <laughs> but um, now that I'm out, it's like it's not as bad. But uh, but he graduated, so through with it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nice. Done rooting for UCLA. Yeah. And I mean, obviously volleyball takes up a lot of your time, but what do you do when you're just like kicking it or not playing volleyball? Mm, art. Art? <laughs> yeah. Nice. Oh, that's right. You, yeah. um, God, you had, when you were at USC, didn't you have your art displayed at like art athletes or something like Ath- that? Artletics. Oh, Artletics. There it is. Yeah. Got it. I remember yeah, that. Yeah, that was, that was freshman year. And then they stopped doing that after my first year at SC. I don't know why, but... Um, yeah, 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 Artletics was a thing. <laughs> and they put it in the Galen Center, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they did that to one of my... No way! My, my only A in college. I might, have, I might have not even gotten a B. Wait, you have a hidden talent? I got an A in ceramics, my only ceramics. A of college. <laughs> and I made this beaver, literally just a beaver, and it became a complete joke Do to the entire team because they, for some reason, like, I, I wasn't even going to show anyone the beaver. And uh, for some reason, the art teacher was all proud of me. Like, look what this athlete made. I didn't even think it was that good. And they put it, like, in a glass case in the Galen Center. And everyone's like, what is this? I'm like, I don't know. It was part of the, like, I didn't choose beaver. It was part of, like, the... Oh, I thought you just picked beaver. It's like the... No. It was like an animal to make. Yeah, exactly. Do you still have it? I don't. It, no. it was in the coach's office last time I checked, but... Oh, it's not there now. I oh. went back, but it was in the coach's office That's when so I graduated. They kept, <laughs> Too uh, good. Brad Keller had uh, all his uh, like <laughs> club medals around the beaver's neck. Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway. How, do, our, how are we like 40 episodes in and I'm just yeah. now finding out about the ceramic beaver? There's also like a, a, like a demonic wild boar going on. <laughs> Might still be in the USC frats. <laughs> Matt, uh, when we graduated, we gave it to Madison McKibben. It was like a life size, like from the shoulders up. That's like awesome. Oh boar. And then it went to some frat, I think. And <laughs> who knows what happened. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway. What kinds of stuff do you like to, uh, do you draw, paint, or is it just a little bit of everything? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I dabbled in everything at USC just because uh, our time block for volleyball was 12 to 3. And like that took away like some of the classes I really wanted to take. What was um, your degree? Uh, fine arts. Fine arts, yeah, okay. With an emphasis in... Well, it was supposed to be an emphasis in drawing and painting, but I kind of I dabbled in everything yeah. um, just to get like the studio credits. <clears throat> but um, my uh, my strengths are oil painting, watercolor, and drawing for sure. Sweet, you could probably are decorate a ball pretty now. well. <laughs> We're gonna have to yeah, do like I a do. I've been drawing. Ball. Oh my gosh, um, one of Kelly Reeves' uh, volleyballs accidentally ended up in my bag, like, and so I was like. Well, don't be surprised when it comes to my job. So I did like the Gucci logo with nice. like the red and green stripe on it. That's awesome. So I'm like, I'm just going to like start stealing volleyballs and giving them back like totally drawn on. The friendliest thief in history. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Upgrade. <laughs> totally. But yeah, I love drawing on Wilson balls. I think it's so fun. Yeah. When I'm just chilling or like 
on the beach waiting for practice or like after even I'm, I always have like a sh- bag of Sharpies in my bag. Well, you got to make yeah. this a sandcast ball. Yeah, I totally sandcast will. Sandcast That'd be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I totally be will. In exchange oh, for sponsorship. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> Absolutely. Sweet. And, and then now go ahead. you go. I was going to say, if there's anything you wanted to bring up, anything that, uh, anything else you want to talk about? Um, no, I mean, I'm just like super happy, like right now with like where I am and I know it's going to be, um, a roller coaster and, you know, um, of like a ride, you know, it's not, they're not all going to be like fifth. I'm like super blessed to like, you know, like worked hard and like gotten two fifth places in a row, but like, um, going to keep working hard and, you know, doing my thing. And like, I know it's going to be a roller coaster and like, they're not all going to be like amazing tournaments and, but, uh, just trying to enjoy this process just because never going to really be able to do this again. So yeah, I'm excited for the journey and can't thank you guys enough for having me on here. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming in. Thank (laughs) you. Yeah. Appreciate it. This has been fun. Yeah. And our final question to all of our guests is if you could give advice to an up and coming beach volleyball player, uh, what would that piece of advice be? Oh, just like keep, just play every day. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we know we were talking about like, um, you know, playing too much or like too little or whatever, but like if you're up and coming, I mean, I think it's like super important to get out to all those like CBVAs on the weekends and like. Um, just be playing as much as you can because it's such an experienced sport for sure and like um, just as much as you can touch a ball and like the contacts like make sure when you're going to the beach like get numbers and like talk to people like yeah I think that's huge so that's like kind of my piece of advice for sure yeah that's one of my favorite parts about the beach community too is that it's just so easy to like get numbers that you were talking about like I would just wander out to Huntington when I moved here and just kind of sit there and wait for games. And then when someone needed one, I would just hop in. Yeah. That's how I made friends with Ben Vaught, got in a couple of groups, and then here I am. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally, totally how it works. It's such a small-knit community. Everybody's super cool. Yeah. We appreciate you making the drive to come yeah. up to the Born on the no. Beach studios. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for hanging with us. Thank you guys and so good much. Good luck in San Francisco. Thanks. <laughs> Peace.